Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 278 for March 10th, 2021. And because Tim's wife pressured me into it, we're going to read everybody's name on the Patreon <laughs> list. So, this one's for you, Gwen. Here we go. Uh, Dominic Schneider, Mark Blevins, Carlos H., TK Punk Woodworking, Tony Ozimek, Cameron Seegers, Anders Wadman, Langston Williams, a.k.a. Constructicon, Tim Holliner, John Spillers, Chad's Custom Creations, Matt Cole, Kyle Schaub, Jeeves, Grant Paulson, that's Isotunes, uh, Chet Schnitzler, Paul Conlon, Peter Nabicht, well, that one's going to be a tough one. I think it's Oyston Bjorndal, Chris DeBoer, Klingspores, of course, Darren Mattis, Michael Bamarito, Marsh Wildman, Ben Babasuthi, Shimmering Trash Pile, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Brian Arsenault, uh, Joey Vargas, Eric Blanchett, Jonathan Gunson, Daniel the Vegetarian, Blacksmith, Sullivan, Dear Lord, what a nickname. That's a great Josh name. Frankel, Wesley Treat. Greg Fitzgerald, Creator Nader, Hugh Scott Designs, Opposable Thumbs, Aaron Lund, Brett Benson, Danny Ollendorf, Al's Hackshack, Patty Gilstrap, Dan Stark, Matt Valbracht, G Customs, Rob Hamlet, Chuck Curtis, Matt Williams, Jaron Clock, LiquidRC.com, Tim Swayman, okay, Bill Lutz, uh, Garage Monkey-san, that's Gary Fuji, Square Splinter, Phil Patrick, Michael Bielner, Shane Bronson, Chad Grossclaws, Jeff Shaw, AC Nailed It, Maker Geek, Factotum Industries. Did I say that right? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say yes. Daryl Cooksley, uh, sorry, Daryl Cooksey, David Bellhorn, Nick Carruthers, Greg Mead, Camille Good, uh, Christopher Pixley, Dave Bauer, Make, Bake, Re- Make, Brick, Repeat, Maker on the Move, Scott Turner, Marcus Hoffman, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. <laughs> Stu Morrison, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman. How did I miss? I for sure missed people here. Did I miss? Yeah, Taz. Oh, no, because because I, I wrote Taz. Taz isn't on here. Who's that? No. I wonder if his uh, debit card ran out. I'll have to talk to him at work. You don't have to talk to him. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't fire the guy for not sponsoring your podcast. Leave now. that man. That's what hey, I'm uh, saying. I'm the boss, man. Guess who's cleaning the extra money. toilets tomorrow? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's something else. Uh, but Greg was on there. Okay, yeah. all right. All right, I guess we got everybody. What about Genki and Papa? Well, it's Greg Fitzgerald. Well, so it was Greg Fitzgerald, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And uh, a little for Isotunes. Oh, of course, yeah. We have to get to our... Okay. Yeah. All right. You and can... of course... Okay. I'm just I'm just moving on. I'm just... No, we, we, right we got well, both here's those. Here's the thing. Here's okay. what's amazing about that is every time we do it, it gets a little bit bigger and it gets harder to do because that's a lot mm-hmm. of names to read off. So... Forgive us, everybody, if we stumble through the name reading, but thank you so much for the stumbles. Thank you for the stumbles. That was, Write that down. That's next week's topic. I was say, that was the name thank of my you solo for the album. stumbles. <laughs> thank thank you. you for the stumbles. <laughs> that was a chart topper if ever I heard one. <clears throat> All right. Nice. Excellent. So It's so nice to hear that list. I know it's a lot of work for you, Phil, and I appreciate it. 
it's 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 my pleasure. It's my pleasure to read that out quite literally. Yeah, you don't pleasure. have to ask him eight times, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You guys asked me to do it a bunch of times. Gwen asked me once. Once. That's all it takes. And it was manifested <laughs> now. I'll tell you one thing. Casey asked me to do something. It would happen yesterday. That's how that goes. Yeah, she's been working late, so, you know, you don't you don't, you don't, don't get any uh, Casey love because she's, she's bringing home the bacon for Papa. Not to be confused with Pop Pop. Settle down, Greg. Get your own bacon, Greg. A lot of, a lot of innuendos <laughs> right now. Too many. Too many, I think. Hey, you, you know what? Um, I rang that bell for Isotunes. Is there anything we can talk about right now? or any? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? No, we're good. Just kidding. So, <laughs> the tip contest is still on. So, of course, we do our Isotunes weekly tip segment. And everyone who submits a tip for that segment gets entered into a draw to win a pair of isotunes, you know, either the links or the pros or um, or the freeze, one of those three, um, potentially others as well, your choice, I believe. Um, for anyone who does not submit a tip, you have the opportunity to use Reclaimed 10 as the uh, as a discount code where you get $10 off any pair from uh, from the website, isotunes.com slash reclaimed audio. You go right there, it's our landing page. And you can use that uh, that uh, coupon code, which actually they advertise on that landing page, so it's super easy to remember. Um, and actually, I should put that link on our website so you can go there as well. Excellent. But idea. for anyone who's been living under a moon rock, what are isotunes? Isotunes are the best uh, hearing protection that you can wear in the shop. And not only is it great for uh, cutting out the noise and protecting your ears from loud machinery and loud people, um, <laughs> they also are Bluetooth. So you can be taking phone calls, listening to podcasts, getting any kind of alerts on your phone so that you're not constantly checking your phone to make sure that you're not missing an important whatever. You'll know right away, even while you're working, whether or not something important came in. And, uh, and they're phenomenal. It's a family-run company. Uh, they're OSHA certified. Tons of great safety features and innovative products from this company. So we are beyond thrilled, beyond measure to be working with a company that's, that just values the maker community, uh, you know, as much as we do. So it's super important to uh, value the companies that value the community and to, and to participate um, with them and to buy their products and support them because they support us. Well wow. said, Phil. Bill, how's I that? I, I just don't think we can do any better. I don't. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually have two uh, tips to read off this week. One came from our latest reviewer. Um, of, well, not counting this week's. We'll get to that later. Um, Robert Rizzo, who wrote that he was, he's like, wow, they actually read, read my review on the air. And um, yes, we actually do read all those five-star reviews on the air. Not to jump into the next segment, but sticking here, when he wrote that back, he sent this a little tip in that I thought was a pretty good one. Um, when you need to do a quick template or something, a simple resource is to use plumbing solder or solder, depending on what part of the world you live in. You unwind some solder, and since it is a very pliable and retains its shape, you mold it to. Uh, you can mold it to anything you retain its shape to. You have to use this material around the outside of the object. I kind of read that sentence bad, but take the solder out to your project, trace it, and you're good to go. So the idea would be you just pull this thin solder out and you can wrap it around whatever kind of compound angles and curves that you need to copy gently pick it up and you can drop it onto your piece of wood or paper or whatever Mm. you need to trace it out onto um and he said he used this uh for a lot of non-square surfaces on his uh boat that he was working on a sailboat which makes sense 
Um, and as a guy that makes guitars that have a lot of non-straight services, I could see that potentially coming in handy. Uh, so that was a great tip. That's a great tip. Mm. I was thinking about it for, like, tile also. So if you've got to, like, wrap around, like, you know, like a check in the wall or something like that, that would be super easy to... Uh, yeah, you have an older home. Say your house was built 150 years ago. You know, nothing straight and true. And, you know, that's a great way to... to or you have some, like, complicated crown molding you want to get around, you know. My house was built 40 years ago, and there is not a right angle in this house <laughs> yeah but you you but comparatively metric, speaking that's why my, the first house that i owned well the house i grew up in was like 100 something through the, the late 1800s and then the first house that i purchased was also like like the the posts in the basement is a dirt floor basement the posts had bark on them like they were just trees oh my God. yeah and uh this house was like you could put a, a tennis ball down just set it gently on the floor and it just just rolls <laughs> it was crazy hysterical yeah wow um, um, we cool. have one more tip too, which was uh, sent in via Do audio. Do we want to save that for next week or no? We, no, we should get another ten of these next week. Yeah, we should have another ten of these. Um, we okay. save nothing. <laughs> hey, well, this this one's uh, we will drop this recording in right here. Hey guys, it's Stan the Vegetarian Blacksmith here. I've got a tip for you. I use almost all reclaimed materials and stuff I make, and often folks ask me where I get my steel from. One major untapped resource is box springs, a thing that sits underneath your mattress there. I live near a college town, and these things crop up twice a year as kids move out, and they can't fit the box spring in their car, and so they end up littering the roadways, and they end up overflowing the off-campus housing. Uh, they're just a general nuisance and they're everywhere and inside of those things is a lot of spring steel and uh, the wood that makes up the sides usually a pretty solid thick wood so i have grabbed those up and then people have caught me grabbing those up and chopping them up and asked me what the heck i'm doing and then they've been super excited that i'm getting rid of that nuisance and pointed me to other steel that they're happy to get rid of and so that's where i've gotten a lot of my stuff is if you start to be known as the crazy guy that does something with box springs people will point you towards other cool stuff that you can make stuff out of so hey thought i'd share thank you all well, that's a great tip. Uh, you know, we've talked about bed frames many times on this podcast, but I never yeah, really yeah. thought about cutting into the box spring for that steel. Well, well I've never it's, done it's, that. So tell me, beyond the springs themselves, is there more it. steels? No, but but it's the springs themselves. But he's a blacksmith, and so he's, he's got the ability it. to to heat that stuff up. He can, you can make uh, knife blades. You can you know you you meld it or weld it. I'm not a blacksmith, so can make it the uh, have a few that listen it all together to support into a big the podcast. Yeah. What's that? I think you'd have to like heat up a lot of those springs and then forge them together. Maybe you get Correct. some kind of Damascus-y thing. But it's high uh, quality. It's high quality spring steel. And most often too, the wood surrounding that uh, is a hardwood, and that, that's what he—that's what he was talking about. So you've got a couple of things. But here's here's what I got the most out of that is his comment that when people see him dragging up these old box springs, people mm. have said, "Oh, they're they're giving them away." And now people are coming to him and saying, and th- and I've had this happen to me as well, and I'm sure you guys have. Once people find out that you're trying to reclaim stuff and make something useful out of nothing you've now got another source because they see that like, you know what? Well, I've got this old dining table or I've got this metal shelf mm-hmm. in my garage. I don't need, or I've got, you know what I mean? So I kind of like yeah. that as part of the tip is almost yeah. more important. It's a neat idea with the blacksmithing of the, of the, uh, the spring steel. Uh, but yeah, just that, just that reaching out and, and garnering a bigger resource for yourself by letting people know what you do. So indeed, excellent. indeed, the more people that know that yeah. you reclaim, the more people that will let you know when they have something to throw away and, 
you know, it's tough. Like when I first started, I and I'm sure I said this before. I used to take everything, and then you kind of feel like this guilt, and like you have to take it. And uh, and no, you don't. You don't. You just let people know, like, uh-huh. yeah, no. Let me know when you're throwing something out. Like, I might be interested. I might not. No hard feelings if I'm not. But even if whatever it is, ask me first. You never know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I put it out. I've done that, and I put it out to like very, very like hyper local Facebook groups. And people come back, and I'll be like, hey, if you're going to throw out any kind of, like, furniture or whatever, let me know, because I take that stuff apart, and I make other things out of it, because uh, I'm looking for, like, hardwood. So people will send me a picture of, like, a 2 by 4 with, like, three nails through it, and you're like, yeah. I was going to throw this out. Do you want it? I was like, that's, like, a two-foot. you got to remember that a lot of people two. don't know. Right. I, I realize that. So I very politely am saying, that's cool, man. Thank you. But no, I'm not going to drive 20 minutes to get that. Uh, but thank you for that. But by the same token, my neighbor behind me knows me very well and knows him. So he was like, I'm going to throw out this bunk bed. Do you want it? And I went over there and it was basically like piles and piles and piles of ash, like right. solid, like eight foot lengths of it. Mm. It's like the biggest score that I've, that I've gotten from this. I remember we did an episode where we're like, what was your biggest score or whatever? I think maybe at the time it was that maple desk. But this, by far, is like my has been my biggest score. Like I'm still. You know, another thing hit. too, when you when you got people that do get to know you and do know what's useful to you, they become like an ambassador for you because yeah. now now people that they know that might be getting rid of something, they're like, you know what, I got a guy, and they're gonna, yeah. they're, they're going to get a hold of you and let you know. So again, curating these these contacts and these um these connections with people is priceless it seriously is it'll take a while but it, it does come around and you know, your family will figure it out but definitely the people that know you the best they become ambassadors for for garbage basically for you mm. yeah well you're doing good right so the, the important right. thing is, is like they're, they're not business contacts so what you're doing is you're just like you're raising awareness that you're the guy if someone's throwing yourself. out furniture just check with them first they're totally business contacts for me <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I you guess know? it is. Listen, it's free. Uh, it's free raw material. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like I. There's, I mean, talk about scores. I some, I've had some crazy scores over the years. That I've made thousands and thousands of dollars off of something that someone else is going to spend hundreds to throw away. You know. Yeah, it's cr- that's that's the crazy thing mm. that someone was going to spend money to throw it away, and you turned it into mortgage payments, school yeah. tax. Yeah. You know, like all. Right. It's crazy. I find it amazing. Yeah, I find it amazing. It's the whole kind that's of business with Etsy. That's the whole business model, you know? Make My right. business model was make worthless things priceless. That's, mm-hmm. We talked about at the very beginning, too, the hunt, right, where, where you're, getting, you're gearing up for a project. That's also a time to, to let these people know. It's like, hey, by the way, I'm looking for something very specific, mm-hmm. and you can tell people because I've got a project. I'm going to redo my deck, or I'm going to build a dining table for my mom, or you know, whatever the case may be. Don't be afraid to, even though you've let people know, hey, I reclaim, don't let them know, I'm actually looking for a specific thing. If you see this, let me know. Or if you know somebody, let me know. You might have to do that almost every time you come up with something you need. There's nothing wrong with that, to reach out every time. Yeah. But, and on top of that, to kick, to beat a dead horse, we're coming up on spring. Spring cleaning, great time to tell people, you know what I mean, that if they're throwing anything out. I mean, this is the time when people do that. Right. I mean, do you guys have spring, or is it just dead <laughs> You asked me to pull it out. You asked? Right. Yeah. Does California have spring, or is it just, like, summer? You know, Phil, we um, I know it's spring because I watch the news. They let me know that it's happened. <laughs> yeah. Day 738 of sunshine here in beautiful San Francisco. Just kidding, it's not. 
that much sunshine. So. Um, okay, so moving along, since we've done that, um, what are we working on? I guess is we're, we're, we're taking a step back. What um, What's going on with you guys in your shop? Let's start with, let's go with Billy Lutz. Billy Lutz, what's going on in your shop? Well, I um, I actually am getting some new tools. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Do, do, do tell. tell. <laughs> so the tools that I'm getting is because um, I went shooting this weekend with my wife. And let's sidetrack here. Um, watching Casey sh- shoot, because she's good, is uh, it's one of the highlights of, of my life, I, I swear to God. Mm. We haven't done it in over almost a year, but finally it's like, you know what? We can do that. There is no ammo out there, so I had to dig into my super secret stash. Um, but we did, we went and we went and we actually shot a few rounds and we got home and I went to go clean it. Now the rabbit hole that I was avoiding for quite a while, once I got back into shooting again, was all the fun tools that can go along with gunsmithing and cleaning. And so I finally bit the bullet and I'm like, okay, I need to start gathering some specific things I can use. Cause I like, I don't need that. I don't need a good uh, punch set because I have some punches, but you really should get some specific to gunsmithing because they use roll pins a lot. And there's, there's, there's different kinds of punches for different applications. There's uh, a, a, like a miniature dead blow hammer. I mean, all these little different things. There's vices and blocks and imagine, that go into I imagine vice. those little things get expensive too, those specific diameter punches and stuff. They're probably you know, usually brass, uh, right? I mean, probably get to be uh, a Some of bucks. them are. Some of them are, but they're not really. I mean, I spent way more money on you know other, other stuff. So it, it's, it's not that they're – and just like any tool – uh, they can be expensive and you can buy the cheaper ones. I'm getting an idea and I already have an idea, a feel for what I need to put a good quality tool in and sure. what, what I don't. Sure. But so anyway, so that's what I, I was doing online. After we got back, I cleaned the guns uh, and I love doing that. I like taking things apart and I like cleaning them and putting them back together. You know, this would be easier if I had an actual, you know, XYZ instead of just the old, you know, the one I got in my toolbox. And so I made up a little list and I... I I actually it really wasn't a lot of money, but I, I spent a little money, so I got an Amazon package on the way, and I'm excited oh, nice. about that. Yeah, it's 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 just tools. It's specific to something that I'm into right now. Just like I bought the Harbor Freight lathe when I wanted to try a pen turning. Just like I you know I bought a specific table saw because I wanted to upgrade to that. Same thing with with gunsmithing type tools, and I love it. I mean, it's just I love it. I, I love everything about shooting and the 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 focus that you have to have to be good at it. And then just like any other tool, taking care of it and cleaning it and making it all better. So that that's what I was doing in the shop. I was our uh, inventory uh, expansion. Yeah. Inventory expansion, I like to call it. Inventory, Excellent. I like that. Okay. Tim Sway, what's going on? Uh, I have these four guitars that I'm well three guitars that I'm finishing up they're all basses actually and then I have this pipa that I'm working on trying to wrap these up because I actually have clients that are like that I've just been sort of avoiding getting back to about other builds you know which is great like to have uh, these builds but these things have been there's been a few things about these that have been kicking my butt and I'm like I'm just not ready to start thinking about the next batch I'm like I just gotta finish this batch take a little break and then of course um you know, to not like just be like layering. Cause I always try to layer the next job, you know, um, by, you know, doing the design and the billing and stuff right now. So then mm-hmm. it's ready to go. And I'm just, I'm just dragging my feet on that because then I, last week I was talking a little bit about um, this, this tool 
kind of design that I'm working on I was showing you guys and I know I've been uh -huh. messaging with you because you're the only two I've been telling anything about it um, like nobody else knows about it yet because I kind of wanted to wait till I had all my ducks lined up but so I, I, Sorry, Tim. There's quite a few people that know now. I, 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 I let it slip. It's all over Instagram. Oh, yeah? The beans have been spilled. Did you really? Yeah. Loose no. lips. No, yeah, he's just, just kidding. kidding. No, I wasn't just sure. Kidding. I mean, it's not like the end of the world. It's not like it's just some top secret. I just I don't want to show the final until I have the final because there's going to be some changes. No, I, I would never steal that kind of thunder from you. That's the, I'm excited for when you do your trust just because it's neat. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. I, Tim. I don't think I trust you anyways. So I don't think you'd be betraying anything. <laughs> We're saying something really nice. Oh, oh, You're I'm sorry. Mean. I misread that. I misread that. I mean, aw. Aw. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I, I love you, I think it's appropriate too. for you to find a little uh, a sample uh, on your phone of, uh, I don't know. You say That's a good one. Thank you. Donkey? Oh, because you were an ass. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, but, <laughs> but so yeah, I um, and you guys actually helped me out with this, even though I, I didn't heed your advice. Um, but so I as I I've got actually three tools. It's basically one ver two versions of one tool, and then this other tool. That these ideas that I've had kicking around for a while, I finally got some time. I got excited about. It, I got inspired. I made a bunch of prototypes, and I'm prepping to do this. And so I decided to sort of grow. You know, like I have the, the square tool that I made about three or four years ago um, that still sell. And um, and I decided that maybe I would like sort of branch off and like I've been. So basically, if you wanted to buy this tool for me, you, you would type in timsway.net slash square. And then you would see this web page about it. But then the buy that would take you to my new new perspectives music web page. It's very like kind of because there's just this one. It was, tool. It was all very confusing. It was yeah, it was a confusing. it was a very amateur, and so I finally I just broke down and I bought a URL and uh, I just bought SquareTools.com, spelled S Q W A Y R E, of course. Um, and if, you know, no, you're not going to search. You're not going to find that by accident. You're going to have to know, but that's okay because that's kind of what this whole venture is for me. It's for us. It's for our friends. You know, I'm not trying to like sell all over the world. Make money, or, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to like you know get them into stores. Not trying to go or, international like the guinea pig tanks or nothing, you know. Right, right. I'm trying to keep this in control, like you know. I'm just trying to make it like you know the, the cool kids. This is for the cool kids, so you know or you don't. When do they get here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I so SquareTools.com is a work in progress, but it's live, and I have the the tools that I currently you know make and sell are up there. Not the new ones yet, because the new ones I need to get some parts that are coming in. Uh, and once I can't do them until I get this part in, and then once I get the part in, because it's a different size, I can adjust and, and make them. But I'm I'm excited about this little side project away from my usual grind. I I always like to have different things going on, you know. So now I have like like three basically three businesses going now. So you, you have to add that to your your readout at the end, Phil, with my my list What's of the next websites. SquareTools.com. SquareTools.com. Mm. All right. One hey, so honestly, going, going it's just a list of your, your uh, websites at this point. It is. That's the whole the whole podcast is just it's listening. The fourth to one. There's only no. There's only three. You can skip timsway.net. Mm. Timsway.net's going to go. You can just sorry, Jason, but that one's going to go. It's it's just going to be just going to point to like a page on one of these other ones eventually. So. So I'm I'm consolidating. I'm taking away timsway.net. Swap it out for Square Tools. I'm gonna I'm gonna put timsway.net as like a page of Square Tools in the future. I think like an about the guy page. Like I started it, but that's what. Maybe next year. I don't know when, but okay. how, how let me know if you want me to write that bio. <laughs> <laughs> you want? No, I don't want you to write the bio. Hey, I'm afraid of what so you're So anyway, 
Tim, out of out of the recent guitars you made, is there any idea? Do you have any guess? Is there any way you could possibly figure out which one of those I might have liked the most, based upon your posts? Um, no, I can't. Why was there one that you, you have one out? made out of Big Macs? Or? It's not necessarily the guitar itself. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not the one I just posted a little thing of today because it has airplane layout inlays, and you just don't like planes, even though you work in an airport. So it's definitely right, not but, that one. But, but so what did the, you put that guitar in? Oh, I put it in a gun bag. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it is that one. You're so conflicted. so conflicted. It is that one. I am conflicted. I'm like, airplane, <gasps> gun bag. <laughs> right. So this is uh, my, I make these mini bass guitars. They have like a handle on them so they don't fit in like a normal guitar case. And they're really small. And then this one is a little bit longer than most of them. But I had thought of this before that I was like, I wonder if they fit in a rifle bag because like I want to give the client a case with it so they're not just like walking around carrying it around, you know. Um, and yeah, so I just, I went on eBay or whatever and I, I saw they make these 36 inch rifle bags and I'm like, I think it'll fit in there. And, uh, and it mm. does, it just fits into this little, right. And I'm like, that's like the coolest case in the world. And it's got all those little pockets for like, I guess bullets. I don't know, but the perfect for like putting strings and the, cords the magazines go in those cases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah like Cosmo and yeah. Teen yeah. Beat. <laughs> yeah. You just roll them up. You just roll them up <laughs> yeah. and you fit four. And keep, right. Cause when you're on the plane with your gun tote, uh, right. you want to be able to That's reach inside to and pull things out. You know? Yeah. But anyway, so when I, when I used to tour as a bassist, I had this electric upright bass that would actually, it was like a skinny upright bass and you would take the neck off of it and to travel. Cause I used to fly with this thing. And so I had one of those, it's a golf bag case. It's like a hard plastic case. Did you put your golf bag in that? Like, I guess rich mm-hmm. people fly around in golf. Me, I had to fly around to work, you know? Um, but so in, I would have this, this plastic <laughs> golf case that, um, woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I had this plastic golf case that I had this instrument packed into and there's like a blanket around it and, you know, I'll take it apart and there's electronics in it and a nine volt battery and strings and wires and cables. And apparently it looked real interesting going through the scanner. You know what I mean? I would think. Um, because there's you would, no way you would have gotten on a plane today with that thing. That's for sure. Well, this is, no this chance. was after 2001. Um, oh. So it was, it, it was a hassle and, uh, yeah. And that was like, you just, you know, they always say, you know, be the airport two hours early when you three hours early with this thing. You know what I mean? It was just like, that was the job. But, um, but I remember like traveling through with that and that was like kind of what I was thinking about with this gun bag. I was like, Oh, this would be, this is like the best and worst possible like case for like a traveling musician. Honestly. You know? Oh, this murder weapon? No, 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 no. Yeah. This is a tool of entertainment. This machine just breaks hearts. Doesn't shoot them. Just breaks them. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's a good All one. Right. Uh, Phil. Hey, um, Phil. Phil, are you are you doing anything important or, or interesting that you can tell us about? Go ahead. Well, I'm doing a podcast with two very handsome gentlemen. Mm. Um, that's in about well, an another hour. one. Right now, I have to do this. Um, <laughs> just kidding. So I made some progress on a couple of projects that I'm working on. One is the chair that I'm working on with my daughter, Emmy. So I, um, we are sort of, we're fast tracking this one. So it's a lot of screw construction. And to do that, what I, I use my, uh, I use my plug cutter to hide the screws. Mm -hmm. So I plugged it, cut those plugs flush, sanded, and it's now primed. So uh, I'm going to teach Emmy how to HVLP spray. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so she'll she'll do that this weekend. And I finished up the enclosure for the the uh, lab bench power supply that I'm building. Next step is to do the electronics, so I'll do that part uh, this weekend. And kind of like Bill, I didn't buy any tools, but I have been on the old Facebook marketplace. Uh, no, no, no joke, no word of a lie. I've been looking at sewing machines a lot mm. ever since that Scott Turner video. I got to tell you, like, I don't know, I'm super into it. So I keep like really looking for steal of a deal, and to do that, I have to know what I'm talking about. So. I start looking at like the machine brands and like what I should be paying for it that would be a really good deal. You know, I see what they sort of kind of go for. I know that I don't want like some cheap plastic home machine. I probably want like a metal semi-industrial, maybe even a smaller industrial machine. So I, I look at the brands that are available in my area because a lot of the times things like there are different brands of tools regardless of sewing machine or whatever. But for example, if you're in Tennessee, you're in Powermatic country, right? So right, it's right. an easy way to get secondhand machines because you're where it is. Where where I live, there was a tool manufacturer called uh, General, and it was made in uh, in Drummondville, which is maybe an hour away from Montreal. So a lot of the times you see like when someone retires, a whole shop full of machines being sold, and they're all branded General, hmm. right? So. Where where you live sort of dictates a lot of the times what the market what the secondhand market looks for, looks like. So there's like machines like uh, Juki J U K I which is here, um, or or was a big deal in the 70s and 80s, and that's sort of what's coming, you know, as uh, as the as the needle trade sort of I guess winds down. I mean I thought it winded down in the 90s, but here we are. There's still a ton of this stuff for sale. So I'm looking at it. I'm seeing what's what. So I guess the the point of that long-winded uh, expl explanation was. Before I buy anything, I research the heck out of it. When you buy something on Amazon, you know you're getting a great deal. When you're buying secondhand, there's a lot of education that comes into it because I don't know enough to know if I'm yeah. getting ripped off. So I, I'll monitor it for a good few weeks, maybe even a few months, to make sure that I know when a good deal pops up. Yeah, I, I had, That's half the fun for me, though. Right. I had bought a um, – and I hardly ever use it, but I, I bought a metal lathe a bunch of years back, just a small one. And um, yeah. it was, you know, because part of that whole search is also the um, convenience factor, right? You know, like, is it an hour drive? Is it a 15-minute drive? You know? Yeah. And so sure. this this guy, he had a metal lathe. And um, it's the small ones, like Craftsman, you know. And, uh, you know, lots of accessories and doodads to go with it. And, uh, you know, and it was a little bit pricey um, from what I could tell from my research. But it was really convenient. And I knew he had a well, bunch of Well, that factors into it, right? Right. So, yes, I, so I went and I checked it out, and it had the um, – I, I don't even I, I don't even know what the thing's called. I hardly ever use this thing. But um, like the tool holder, there's like the – they make these these modern versions, these aluminum things that pop in and just very quickly clip into place. Quick change, yeah. Yeah, quick change, basically. And there's several hundred dollars. Um, and I had one of those. And, uh, you know, and I was kind of, you know, checking it all out, and, you know, and he kind of points it out, and I didn't really know much about it. You know, and then, and, you know, I just kind of mentioned, like, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, your, your price is a little high. And he's like, he's like, that's because I'm including this thing in it. And he's like, he's like, you don't even, you know, you don't know how to use this thing yet. You don't even know how awesome this is. Like, he's like, you just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta trust me. You know, he's like, this is, this is a good deal just because I'm including this. I'm like, okay, he's a nice guy. I trust him. I bought it. And uh, yeah, sure enough, I went, I looked the thing up and it was like, like just that setup with the, the cutters and stuff was like the value 
I had paid for the whole thing. You know what I mean? Right. So right. Right. Yeah. That was like I went in a little bit ignorant, but lucked out. But sometimes you can go into those situations, and the guy tells you that. And I mean, I can tell by looking at it, it was a well-made, you know, piece of modern, straight and true kit. You know, but I didn't. I didn't know it was like a three hundred dollar, you know, setup. You know. I was like, oh, great. Hey, um, before before we move on, uh, in in the vein of what have we been up to, I, I got to ask, um, Phil, what have you been up to that gave you a black eye? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, w- and do you need I to hold up to- a little sign that says, "Yeah, you know, the, do you know the international or? help on yeah. on a being hurt symbol"? I forget what it is. There's a, there's a hand. Well, then sign. you're not very much help, are I you? No. What is it? <laughs> You don't have to Google it. I'm not... Okay, so uh, I'm Canadian, so obviously it's a hockey injury. uh, And I was playing... (laughs) So it's March, and we had two days of cold weather. And I saw that was coming. And what I did was at 5 in the afternoon, I watered the rink. At 7 o'clock at night, I watered the rink. At at 9 o'clock at night, I watered the rink. At 11 o'clock, I watered the rink. I set my alarm. I did it at 2 o'clock in the morning. And then I did it again at 7 in the morning. So that was to get one day's worth of ice so that the kids could skate. And so, so we had you, a nice do you, little... Do you usually catch the puck with your face? Or <laughs> This was not a puck. So uh, I, at the end of the day, after all the kids had played, my son Jake had one friend over. And, uh, and they were like, Daddy, come play with us. Come play with us. I was like, okay. So I come and I play with them. They, it was like two versus one. And... Uh, and it was a stray stick. So Jake's friend Dylan accidentally, you know, like he lost his balance and his stick came up and just whacked me across the cheek. And uh, I put some ice on it, but I woke up this morning and I had a bit of a bit of a shiner. I, you know, just throw the gloves I off. I put some ice on it. Down? Do you mean it knocked you down and you fell face first into the <laughs> rink? No, no. What happened was I was blinking tears out of my eyes and I'm very, <laughs> and I'm trying to be I'm like, Dylan. Please try to keep your stick on the ice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah. iced it later when I got off. Obviously, you it was a game to win, so I stayed on right. The ice. You can't you can't stop. But I mean, next time, throw the gloves down. Just take the you know, teach the kid a lesson. Pull a shirt over his head or something. Give him a little, give, give him a little face wash. <laughs> yeah, teach him a lesson. Know? I hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just just to circle back really quick, but this is this is important to know, and I, I wanted to look it up. But there is this international sign of women in crisis, um, because especially in the Zoom calls and stuff. So basically, if you if you picture someone holding their hand up straight, like all their fingers tight, and they took their thumb and crossed it over their palm, and they, they put mm-hmm. their hand up and like like they're waving with their thumb in the middle of their palm, and then they pull their fingers down over the thumb. That's the sign that they're in crisis. That there's maybe there's a threat, you know, physical. Interesting. Or, so that way, like, you, you Zoom call your, your girlfriend, and she's like, hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm good. How are you? And she does that hand symbol. That means that she's not good, and she needs help, and she wants you to call the police. So just something to know. Interesting. Yeah. Google it. Yeah, good point on yeah, so international, go- Google women's it. international Women's Day. Yeah. Google it. International Women's Hand Signal or whatever. Inter- women in dis- and it Distress is International Women's Day. We've, I feel, and I it feel is like International Women's Day. Yes. Yeah. Today, yeah. as we're recording this, so. yes. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing, I, the one little bit of thing that I wanted to talk about before we move on to the topic, and that is I want to talk about Patreon because we read off that whole list and I forgot to sort of mention what's what about Patreon. So Patreon's really the thing that's keeping us on the air and has for the last five years. And um, if you want to help support the show for as little as $1 per episode, you get 
um, access to the pre-show, which is sort of where we come up with the weekly topics and we're a little bit more real with one another. It's actually a really fun conversation. Um, but for $10 an episode, you get your name read out loud with the list of heroes that is normally read out loud. But thanks to Gwen this week, I read them all. But you know what I'm saying. So patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, or you can always go to our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. And there's a link there to go to our Patreon. So I just wanted to toss that out there because I think it's important to say. And, you know, at the end of the day, we have been doing this for over, I guess, over five and a half years now. And, uh, and Patreon is an incredible, incredible platform. And it's what, uh, and it, it's what keeps us, you know, going after, uh, after all these years. So thank you to all of our patrons is what I'm trying to roundaboutly say. Hmm. Um, you, so and we would like topic. to thank a lot more patrons is what we're really trying to say. <laughs> the real deal. Holy field. Thank you, Bill Lutz. 100%. Do we, uh, do we even have time for a topic at this point? I feel like we've had quite the the rousing roundabout conversation here. Um, and, and we, we have, have a, time. we have a really good topic. I don't want to pigeonhole it. But uh, we well, can, I, you know, I, I, I think a good 20, I, 25 minutes here. Yeah, yeah but we saw, I think, we saw um, the reviews and and all the other stuff. So just I still think the topic is uh, it could be condensed into some really good stuff. Yeah. As opposed to stretching well, it out. I'm just worried about having enough time for my sound effects. So go ahead and introduce it. <laughs> so this week's topic is how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> God damn okay. it. What a Thank you. Good night. <laughs> all right. That's, a, that's all we need to do. We got, then we're done. So what does it mean? How do you eat an elephant? Right. So it's an expression essentially saying... How do you tackle a huge project or something big that you got to do? Obviously, an elephant's very big. So how would you eat something that big? And the answer is, and it's always a very contrite, one bite at a time. So when you're anxious or when I, I'll make this personal, when I'm anxious about a project or something that I have to get done, whether it be in the shop or work or home or whatever the case may be, something that just feels huge and I'm overwhelmed by it, I remember this because this is an expression that a mentor of mine always says, he says, Phil, how do you eat an elephant? And now I don't need him to say the punchline because I've heard it so many times, but he always says, one bite at a time. Every, you do a little bit at a time and the big thing just gets done. So you start by breaking down the steps. What is it that you need to do? Step one, go buy the lumber. You know what I mean? Like step one, go buy the lumber. Step two, sort the lumber. You know, step two, mill. You know, and and on and on and on until the project's just done, you know? So it doesn't feel like a big thing. It just feels like a lot of little things. So I, I'm curious to hear from either one of you if that's the way you see it, if you've ever encountered big projects and what held you back and if ultimately this approach helped. Let's go with Bill. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, um, yes, it does help, but it depends upon the project because sometimes you're going to take on something that you don't have the luxury of... of um, piecing it over time but but there are i think this would be more apropos to to a personal project i think you referenced you know if i want to build a windsor chair i just don't have the time it's a new skill i don't have it no i gotta i gotta you know get a whole bunch of uh spagnolo videos and and study forever and that. well even before you buy the material um do some research we have this wonderful thing called youtube now on the internet that you know taking that first bite might just be you know what 
I'm going to start. I'm going to start watching guys that are making Windsor chairs, or I'm going to start, you know, guys that are welding. I want to learn how to. I want to learn how to weld. You know, what what are you going to do? I can't. I got to buy. Got to buy the welder. I don't have time. You know, I'm working hard right now. Whatever. Watch some videos. You know, take that first initial step. A lot of times you'll find out that you know what I actually I'm not that interested in welding. And look at this. It's hot and it's going to burn. You know, or or it's like wow, this really looks super cool. Um, mm-hmm. But but there are going to be times when you don't have that luxury. Uh, for me, Casey Salon always will come up because it's like mm-hmm. I had a very short amount of time. It was a huge project, and I only had a few months to get it done. <clears throat> and so, you know, sometimes how to eat an elephant, you start hacking away at it and just feeding all of your friends and just, you know, you don't, you don't get to yeah. take that one bite at a time. I don't know if that expression necessarily is time related because it, I'm sure the salon was a lot of little steps and you just did them very quickly, but ultimately you had to break it down. Right? Yeah, you're right. And, and maybe because I've, I've, I've done a few big things in the past, I didn't have to overthink it, right? Because I, I knew it's like, okay, this can get done. I, I knew it could get done. It seemed overwhelming, but I just knew already it could get done. There's times in the past when I've, I've taken on a, a project or something, and it's like, okay, I, I just, you know, I, I take everything I just said back. It's not only apropos to just a personal project. It can be to a, a commission, right? Because I've done this many times. Hey, Bill, can you build this thing for me? I'm willing to pay for it. And my first response, of course I can. And then when I shake hands and I walk away, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? Exactly. Right. Every time. There's the elephant right there. And so, well, what do you do? Okay, again, take that first bite. You're right. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of things that it could apply to. I've done that. I've done that in the past. So, Tim Sway Tim. has a lot to say on this subject. Ready, set, go. Well, I would, I would love it if we weren't talking about eating elephants. Like if we were talking about eating broccoli it's or metaphorical asparagus. elephant. Nobody actually Even eats onions, elephants. You know, it's very <laughs> tough meat. Well, it's just not a Tim, good. Tim, I was going to let you say this, but let me let me say that. Um, <clears throat> During the recording of this podcast, not one elephant was harmed. I just oh, want yeah. people to know that. Like 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 Max one total. Max yeah. one elephant. Just the one that I, I, I stuck with a thumbtack to get him to, to yell at the beginning. <laughs> Squeal like that, yes. <laughs> or I guess maybe the one that I was like dangling a mouse in front of it to see if they are really afraid of mice, but right. They are. Turns out they are. Yeah. Well, who knew? Hmm. Um yeah, that's uh you know, I I guess to stick with the horrible visual of eating elephants um I, I think the way that i tend to work is i have a whole bunch of elephants i need to eat <laughs> and um and i take one bite at a time of each one you know like uh it i definitely think that way like and that's why i have all those projects because i want to have i know that there's going to be that point where you have to stop and chew i hate this analogy so much <laughs> but um it's a gummy elephant right you know but it's like you know i i have a bunch of projects going and there's almost always going to be a stumbling point in one of them where you need to stop and really take your time. But yeah, absolutely. Everything is one step. And you know, the, the Godfather, Mr. Duresta often, uh, he talks about, he tells the story of how they're moving some heavy tool. And, uh, the people that he was with are saying like, well, how are we going to get this tool down there? We got to get it down the stairs. We got to do this. He's like, Hey, first let's get it off the truck, you know? And then he's like, okay, next let's get it on the curb. Okay. Let's get it off the curb and into the driveway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like one step at a time. And that is the only way anything gets done. And, uh, and yeah. I know, like, when I was younger, I would have that problem. I mean, I think all, all three of us, I mean, we're thinkers, you know, people that make and create, we're thinkers. And, you, you know, someone says, can you make a credenza? And you're already thinking about putting the finish on, you know, like, you know, as part of the <laughs> estimate or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's Where like, get the glass <clears throat> from? but, um, yeah, you know, you need to, 
you can't you can't get the finish on until you've cut it down. You can't until you glued it together. Until you've done this. Until you've done that. And it's it's definitely an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, anything can be made. You whatever you could have possibly imagine. You know, like like you can make your own spaceship and go to Mars, but you're gonna have to start with the first bite, which is like you know, learning rocket science, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a big bite. Yeah. Um, but the other part of what Jimmy says, and specifically, I think he said it in uh, in that truck restoration video, and I've quoted it before because I, I love this line, and he just goes, we'll take it slow, and we'll figure it out. Mm. And I love that because if you do go slowly, you will figure it out, and you won't make as big a mistake as if you go too fast. You know what I mean? Like, let's set up the table saw. Okay, we need it four inches wide. Uh-oh, I set it up for three and a half. It, let's move it to four. Mm. If you go fast, you're just going to go right to two, you know, and you ruin that piece of wood. Obviously a silly example, but you've never done something before, and you do have the luxury of time. Let's take it slow. We'll figure mm. it out one step at a time. And, and I absolutely love that, and I think that's the best way to do it. And it's also applicable to, you know, work. You know, there's many things that I've done in, in my career and now as an entrepreneur, you know, that I've never done before. And what's the best way to do it? Go slow, figure it out. Yeah, there, there's a time. saying. There's a saying in, in whether it's shooting sports, football, whatever. Um, slow is fast. Slow is actually fast because mm-hmm. you can try and rush around and do something incorrectly all you want. You're not going to get anything done that way, even though it seems like you're, you're, you're hauling butt. But if you actually slow down, even even with golf, right? <clears throat> Remember when I was, I was being taught how to hit a golf ball? It's like, slow down. You don't swing as far, uh, hard and as fast as you can. If you actually slow down and it feels like you're swinging in slow motion, you actually make contact with the ball and you get that, you see that ball go somewhere. It's slow, the slow is the work. fast. Right, I mean, yeah. it's it, it's absolutely that's that's great advice, and I, and I think that applies again not to just personal projects, but to maybe commissions that you've taken on, or maybe even uh, um, you, you know you you promised your daughter you'd teach her how to build a chair, right? I mean, you don't mm-hmm. just take her down and say, "Okay, honey, watch me work." You actually you slow down, you take one step at a time, especially for a little kid. You're going to have to take it one step at a time. You're not going to something that's probably overwhelming becomes really easy if you only concentrate on that first little thing get it off the yeah. truck get it on the curb that's actually it's funny that you say that actually tim was talking about the planning stage because that was our first step the first thing we did is i put pinterest on her ipad i sat there with my phone and we both and i looked up like wood chair or whatever for her and it put wood chair for me and we were both scrolling until we found a chair design that we both liked and that also i felt i could actually achieve you know with her in the shop you know we weren't going to do some sculpted maloof chair we found something that was like a crisscross design that was easier to handle it could be done you know uh by a five-year-old and so there were a couple of cross-cut uh chop saw cuts that had to be done i did those but you know she would she did a lot of the work like a lot of the work so it was actually really cool and you and you're right uh you know that part was what tim said was right was the unless bill said it i don't know one of you said to actually go back and do the research um, yeah. and, to, and to that's step one is like what are we making how are we making it let's talk it out and then the next step is you know whatever whatever the next step is you know the material well, and, and don't don't be afraid either to reach out to to people that have either done what you're trying to do or know more about what you're trying to do than you do um, that that's that first step too it's like you know tim i i'm i'm gonna wind my own 
pickup. You know, what do you think? Blah 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 blah. Because he's he's the man to talk to for me when it comes to any kind of musical instrument. I'm not mm-hmm. actually thinking about. Actually, I was thinking about winding my own pickups, but that maybe sometime in the future. But yeah, on, just that research. That's on my <laughs> list too. But then I found my buddy Rob at Gemini Pickups, and he does it for me. He does it so well, and it's so inexpensive. I know. I just, I just, I just uh, clicked <laughs> yeah. on his Instagram today because I saw him comment on your new guitar. Is that the new pickup? And I, oh, there he is. And I, Gemini Pickups. And I looked at him. and I'm following him now. And anyway, he's such a good guy. <clears throat> yeah. So so yeah, I think um, uh, uh, this the ability to overcome something that's overwhelming literally comes. I you know it's that slow down, take a breath. I, I remember here's a good story. When I first moved to Utah, uh, one of the first maintenance jobs I got was at a um, production plant. They made these. It was a machine shop, so they had an assembly department. They had all the machines, and I was a maintenance guy. So I actually I, didn't, I don't know how to be a machinist, but I, I knew how to work on the machines, or I was learning how to work on the machines. My boss, just me and him, was amazing. I love this guy. He taught me so much. He was a on the weekends. His thing was he was a mountain man, right? He did the whole rendezvous. Dress up in coonskin hat, coonskin hats, and he he hunted, but it was only with black powder rifle or or a standard mm. bow, not some compound. Right? He was into it, so they would do these rendezvous, and there were competitions. So you'd start off, and you would you know pull out your axe, and you'd have to chop a branch off, and then you'd run, you'd have to throw the axe and hit the tree, and then you run, pick up the bow, and you got to mm. hit the target. And I just I went to one, I watched him do this, and he's all watch half of these guys. And sure enough, everybody gets up there. The first thing they do is they just, as fast as they can, they're chopping that log and then, now they're tired. So then they go to throw the ax and they miss. So then they gotta go pick up the ax, they gotta try and throw it again. Then they go pick up the bow and arrow and they miss. So again, he's all, slow as fast. And that's that's where I learned that saying from. And sure enough, he walked over there, he chopped this log off, he walked over, he walked over to the next phase, threw the hatchet, stuck every time, went over, picked up the bow, hit his target. I mean, it was like, he was actually the fastest guy there because he didn't try and rush through it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He did you it know, right the just, first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to close off this topic with a blooper. So each of us names a time where we didn't go slow enough and we mess something up. Ready, Ooh. steady, go. Tim Sway, you go first. Uh, I, literally everything I've ever made. <laughs> there's always like, there's always some point. I'm having a hard time thinking of one off the top of my head. Um, I don't know if you have one. Phil, you go first because you have one already because you were thinking the idea. Um, well, the thing is, is everything I make is always for the first time, right? Mm. And so, and and on top of that, I'm always compressed for time. So I built a fence. It was the first time I'd ever done that. I built a deck. It was the first time I'd ever done that. Um, and so there's always these little things like I, for the fence, I really wanted to match the heights like the top of the fence. I wanted to all visually line up at the top of the fence. But then it doesn't it doesn't match at the bottom of the fence. So some parts of the fence, you know, have let's say a 1-inch gap between the grass or the ground. And then other parts have like a 4-inch gap. So I guess the 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 top part of it is great if you're driving past our house and it looks whatever, nice and neat that way. But when you're my wife staring at this thing and she's like, she looks at the bottom, she goes, animals are going to be able to get into our yard. <laughs> and, and I said, honey, they're going to get into our yard no matter what. It turns out that they can hop over the fence. But the point is, is that it just kind of looks, I was focused on the wrong part of it is the truth of the matter. Um, I should have been focused more on the bottom. 
And if I look back even more, I bought pre-made fence sections because I thought it would speed things up. And what I should have done is made every fence section custom for the distance between the post and the uh, instead of cutting down pre-made. The idea is that you have a, a bottom runner that that hides that gap. So you have a, you have a, a run that goes along this way at the end of it, so you don't see that each board. So you can line it up at the top and, and the bottom. This one might be a little lower. This one might be right. at the top. Right, like, well. like molding. Right, right. But if I had made the fence sections, I could have made. They didn't need to be, let's say, symmetrical fence sections, right? If I had made them myself, mm -hmm. they didn't need to be square. The tops could have been straight, the bottoms could have been straight, but they wouldn't have necessarily been square fence sections. Ultimately, who cares? And so well, that's really next the way time around. Next time around, yeah. you can try this too. Line up the bottom and then go on, take a chalk line and, and do the top, and then just the take top. your, yeah. your yeah. cordless saw and zzz, now everything's even. Yeah. yeah. So, See, for so me, that's the thing. So, like two days to do it, never done it before. And so that's, that's where it is. Also, one time I cut the cord off a chop saw and I still get flack about that. <laughs> oh, I've done that on the skill saw several times. Yeah, I know. The skill saw makes sense. It doesn't make sense to be chop able to do it on the chop tough. saw. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is the hedge trimmer. I have a little electric hedge trimmer that I don't know how many extension cords I've gone through. <laughs> yeah, um, but so, so the thing that I, I think not taking my time uh, most recently, and this not necessarily out in the shop, it was when we got our first um, big screen TV to hang up above the fireplace, right? So I bought the TV, the, the mount for it. Mm -hmm. Didn't read the instructions, just went gung-ho on it. I broke one little piece on it, and that one little piece did not allow me to actually hang it up. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's just it's so instead of you know taking your time, slow down. So I actually had to make two more trips to go try and find something close to this piece I broke because I wasn't going to buy another whole brand new one. They were they're they're cheap, um, but a couple trips to the hardware store and then trying to fabricate something to replace that. But again, if I would have slowed down, just glance at the instructions, get an idea of what you're doing because I put things together before. I don't need to look at the instructions. instructions I call them destructions. Are idiots, yeah, right? <laughs> But yeah, that's that's a good example. Is if if what we're talking about is slow down, read the instructions, figure out what you you know, get you an idea, and, and almost always because you think, well, that's going to take more time. No, nah, it would have saved me so much hours. Yeah, hours. It's true. I agree. I agree. Tim, uh, I mean, I can think of a few times where I've assembled things where then there's other things that need to go inside. You don't realize you can't actually fit a screwdriver in there to put it in. You know, like building cabinets <laughs> where you have to push those. In. I've definitely Order done operations. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely done things like that. But the the one that just sort of popped in my head was um the the tailgate I made for my my guitar truck that folds down. It's a steel frame and it's it's on a winch and it folds down. And uh, there's a couple hinges on it that connected to the bottom of the truck. And I spent it was it's just sort of like that. I mean, I thought I was savoring every bite, every step of the way. There's a lot of stuff going on. We got moving parts. It's big. It's you know heavy steel, and uh, and I thought I had had it all figured out. But what I didn't account for was like you know, like the thickness of the of the steel in the truck. And I got all the hinges on, and they just there was just no room for the tailgate to actually open. Like with the hinges I'd put on, I had to put a, <laughs> I had to put a spacer. You know what I mean? Which wasn't like the end of the world, but it was like man, I had to take the whole thing off again. And, and cut spacers and put, you know, just like that. Oh yeah, that's right. right. It has to, it has to actually have a little bit of a gap so it can swing open and move because it's a square against a square. You know, the, there's no rounded corners here. You know, so that you was. Know, I, that I was think the idea point. about that though is that none of this thing, none of the things that we could have done uh, with the mountain TV building a fence or your guitar truck, none of it would have gotten accomplished had we not started the project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is that is the uh, the moral of the story. Start. 
That's right. Yeah. That's 100% true. Mm. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, do we have an iTunes review review? We do. Oh, we do. We do. We have... Hit me, Papa. We have two of them, actually. And um, Tim, I'll, re- I'll read the short one, and you can read the one that's um, okay. uh, three paragraphs. That's fine. So, mine is from... Do, 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 do. Hold on here. Uh-oh. What happened on my reviews? Tim, why don't you read yours? Okay, yeah. so my review is from uh, is Maker by Proxy, who's Robert, who was just in my shop um, just last week, I think it was. And we were joking around about um, he was going to put something like, like he was like, I wanted to write something like negative towards Phil or whatever. And then, but it wouldn't come off right. Like he was afraid it wouldn't, you know, translate or whatever. And so then he was going to, he was going to just sort of like write like one word. And I was going to tell all about how he came to my shop. But instead he actually came up with this review and he told me, he's like, I thought of a review and here it is. Titles, thank you. Five stars. So we're reading it. Make it by proxy, Robert. After careful consideration as to what to write about this podcast, I kept coming to the same, or keep coming to the same conclusion. Bill reminds me of my grandpa. Tim is like the best friend I never had. Meriden is my hometown. I just saw him recently. Um, And the other guy is some jerk in Canada. (laughs) Why are you laughing? In all seriousness... No, that's not funny at all. (laughs) In all seriousness, this podcast is in my top five for sure, and with good reason. I have enjoyed the banter and the knowledge from day one that I found... Um, and I can only imagine these three guys will grow old drinking coffee on their porches together, even if from different states and countries. Thanks for all your hard work and your content, and please keep going. P.S. Initially, my title, Thank You, was all I was going to write, and Tim, um, whose shop I visited twice, and between him and Jaressa and I have two new best friends, uh, was going to fill in the gaps, but you guys deserve more. Hopefully this was sufficient. P.S.S. Tim, my daughter, snagged that hat as soon as she saw it. Thank you. He came in and uh, he, he wanted uh, one of my new perspectives music has which are a very limited edition i think there's only one left i think he got maybe the last one in that style i'm not sure but um hey thanks robert for actually taking the time yeah he was just gonna write thank you and like phil's a jerk or something <laughs> but hmm. i think in he covered all those bases of, and more in keeping with the vein of phil's a jerk it's not pss it's pps yeah well it's postscript and then post postscript can you can you just say can you just say well actually and snort a little bit and then say that all again? Mm, oh, even Clavin actually. <laughs> all right, so I found the other review and it's Great. um it's from uh guy he's he's done one of these before for us Waffle Beaver and it's uh we need more reclaiming humans just adding another five star review for these guys because I enjoy listening to these three. Good job, please keep it up. Much love. Waffle Beaver. So there you go. Oh, I'm going to add this part. And Phil is the most handsome Canadian I've ever met. Oh. Well, well, all right then. And there's actually there's actually one more from John Made It. Uh, <laughs> I didn't look to see where he was. He's in Brazil. Okay. Uh, they hit every episode out of the park. They're known to reclaim anything and everything, like a bit of A3 paper and even a bad joke. Ba-boom. Mm. Yeah. Truth. For anyone who doesn't know what A3 paper is, it's metric paper. They use it in the rest of the world. We, we don't use it in Canada either, mind you. We use U.S. legal and U.S. Uh, letter, but A3 is paper size. Is yeah. it a size, so it's not a thickness? Correct. It's a size. And the way it works is that, like, every... So A1 is 
I can't remember if A1 is the smallest or the biggest, but either way, like every time you go up a number, you're essentially doubling the size of the paper so that you know exactly what you're getting. Anyways, I just want to say, everybody, good. this was free. This was free. This little extra tidbit of knowledge, this is what you get when yeah. you listen to us. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, what grabbed your attention this week? Let's go back to Billy Lutz. So I'm, I'm going to take the easy way out. Um, I fanboyed every now and again, and I don't watch a lot of videos, you guys, and you know I love Jimmy Daresta, but his recent video was no CNC, was no nothing. He made a, a simple old toolbox with a drawer on the bottom, specifically without the CNC. He just used a bandsaw and his table saw, and it was great. But what I enjoyed the most was is... I watched like one out of every, recently over the last few years, I watched one out of every 10 Jimmy videos, right? And it doesn't matter. Every time I do, I leave a little comment. And this one was just, you still got it, Jimmy. Love you. And he replied back, love you too. And I was like, oh, Jimmy says you love me. So that's, he knows me. He knows me. <laughs> I fanboyed out. I got a little giggle. Casey's like, what are you giggling at? And I'm just like, Jimmy loves me. So... That, that's what caught my eye. Check it out, though. It's a really, it's a really neat uh, video, how he does it. He prints out basically a, a, just a paper pattern, glues it to a piece of plywood, cuts it out with a bandsaw, and puts it together. It's, just, it's great. It's Jimmy. What do you, what, come on. Jimmy Dresta. Check him out. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Tim. Uh, I've been watching a, a reality show on Netflix with my wife called Blown Away. It's about glass blowing. And um, I normally don't like these types of shows. And there's a little bit of that nonsense of the, the drama. And the, I didn't come here to make friends kind of BS. But there's not a lot mm -hmm. of it. They just do a kind of a little bit of it at the, in the first episode in the beginning. But then it's just really, it's a bunch of glass artists, like, making glass art. Which is, like, I mean, if you enjoy watching, like, metal forging, th this is, like, times 10 on the enjoyment level of, of you know, hot glowing stuff and the shapes changing. Um, I... I've been really enjoying watching glass blowing. It's pretty inspiring, you know. So, blown away on that. Yeah, they use hammers way less than the forgers do, but they do use them. <laughs> yeah, but little ones. Yeah, they have a lot of you know cutters and like caliper type things, and um, yeah, it's, it's really neat. It's because it's not just blowing. There's a little bit of sculpting. It's, it's neat. It's interesting. Sure. It's it's like kind of very. It's it's adjacent to what we do, but like a totally different tool set. So it's fun, you know. Yeah, very cool. Um. I um I first of all I love the toolbox that Jimmy made just referencing what Bill said earlier. Um his one of his first videos where he made the toolbox out of a pallet is what like got me hooked in this whole world. So I always credit Jimmy DeResta for like bringing me into this whole thing. Um and so this it was interesting to see a sort of CNC or whatever like box joint kind of version of that. Uh it was really neat. But so my um you know, what I was watching this week actually is also a Jimmy DeResta video. It's uh, it's this notebook that he did. Yeah, and it's last actually, week. Yeah, so I, I loved it. I thought it was super cool. Um, and I loved the stamp that he used with the, uh, with the gold foil. That was really neat. And, you know, since we were talking about sewing machines, he used he used a sewing machine. And I think one very similar to the one that Scott Turner had used that's got the walking feet that lets you do, like, leather and, and, and thicker material. So... Uh, you know, it was right place, right time kind of thing for me to really enjoy this one. So, I uh, loved it. I haven't seen loved either of those it. yet. I gotta check them out. Cue them up. Yeah. Cue them up. 
Um, our websites. Oh, let's list off the. Uh, Don't worry the, about mine. Tim Sway spam right now. <laughs> WilliamLutz.com, NewPerspectivesMusic.com, GuineaPigTanks.com, and of course, SquareTools.com. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. And, and in fact, I forgot to say how to even enter the uh, the draw for the IsoTunes weekly tip segment. You can send us a voice note via email. You can send us a typed out word email, or you can hit us up on our on our own personal uh, social media platforms, or just at Reclaimed Audio on Twitter. Super easy. Um, iTunes. Uh, dot, actually, iTunes reviews, all those five-star reviews, we will read them out, and they are on our website, the link to get to iTunes. So that's reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and there's a link that will launch your iTunes and let you leave a review, and we will read them out as long as they're five stars. And patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio, and I already talked about how important that is. So uh, thanks, everybody. This was a super fun uh, episode. Have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good.